Welcome and get ready for a front row seat on Icons with Ava Johanna, the live show that is raising the bar in the entertainment space worldwide. You're about to be right in the middle of heart-pounding conversations and real-time connection that ignite transformation within. Our global live show stars the industry's powerhouses, visionaries, and cultural icons. Together, we'll walk the path of legendary entrepreneurs, influential business moguls, celebrities, and iconic brand architects. Join the conversation, seize the opportunity to engage directly with icons of their industries, and immerse yourself in an unparalleled learning experience. Icons isn't just a show. It's an opportunity to step into the minds and hearts of industry leaders and run with their advice. So grab your popcorn because this is the space where icons are born. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to Icons. I I know I say this at the beginning of every episode, but I'm just like, I love my trailer. I love my trailer so much. Girl, you are sexy, mamacita. I was like, damn, okay. She's yeah, bringing I'll it. I'll make you one. I'll make you one. I know you got the B-roll to do it. I know that we can do it for you. Like, yeah, well. you know what? You got me thinking. I was like, am I copying? I don't care. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's it's hot. It's hot. Um, wow. Well, I am so excited to be here. And before we dive into the conversation, welcome to Icons with Ava Johanna. I we were talking right before we hopped on. I'm like, this is my Oprah moment. Like, I get to be on my couch interviewing some of the coolest, most iconic, hence the name, individuals across so many different industries that honestly have been mentors to me up close and from afar that I have felt such a deep connection to, but I've also received so much from to the point where I'm like, I just need to create a show and highlight all of these people because their work needs to get out into the world in a bigger way. And even if they've got tons and tons of people around them, I'm like, there's 8 billion people on this planet. And I feel like they need more and more access and reach because especially today's conversation with Cynthia, the heart that you have and what you bring into your work and your relationships and just how quickly we were able to drop in and create a friendship together is such a testament to the type of leader you are and the type of woman you are, the mother you are, the partner you are. And so I am so excited for today's show. Um, for anybody new that is listening, Icons with Ava Johanna is a live show. So if you're listening to the replay on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any of the other streaming sites, you can also go to the show notes and sign up to be a part of these conversations. We do them bi-weekly. And what I love about this concept is that it gives you an opportunity to insert yourself directly into the center of the conversation, ask questions, co-create. I feel like so often when podcasting started, it was like you were a fly on the wall in these brilliant conversations, but now you get to actually be a part of it and ask the questions that are on your heart ask questions specific to where you're at. So for those of you that are here with us live, I want to invite you to lean in and ask questions because Miss, Miss Cynthia Stant is here with us today. And let me just tell you, this woman is about to blow your mind. She is a business mentor, sales consultant. She has a top 1% podcast, which I've been on. And she has so truly so many incredible guests on the podcast. Like don't pause what this podcast right now after go listen to her podcast, subscribe. Um, she's a self-made millionaire and we have a lot of overlap in our stories as well too. So y'all know, I love to bring people on who can really show you what is possible and show you that no matter where you start, no matter where you are today, that if you have a dream inside of your heart, you can create it with enough willpower, resilience, and vision. And so our conversation is going to be expansive, inspiring. I'm excited. I know selfishly, I've got a lot of questions to ask. And so before we dive into any of the questions, Cynthia, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Ava, it is just an honor. And I'm sitting here just watching mastery. Do you understand just like how well-spoken you are and how you flow? And it's just so natural to you. It just comes like from the heart. I can tell it's going to be a damn good conversation. I'm excited to just be open, be vulnerable, be completely transparent and, you know, see where this goes, but I'm just honored to be here. And like, again, I'm witnessing mastery. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you mm. so much. I mean, it's so cool. Also, I think about this often. I'm like, when you get two podcasters together that are conversationalists and also could like go off all day talking about the things that they love. Mm -hmm. I mean, we could be here literally for eight hours and just be nonstop dropping just pure gold. Um, and there's an art to it and a skill to it. And I'm curious because for you, 
knowing your story, I know that you've always been brilliant at sales. And I know that you've always had a lot of ease connecting with people, but you haven't had mm -hmm. a lot of ease in your life overall. And so I'd love to just actually reverse back. And like I said, just set the foundation and set the stage for where you were five years ago um, and how much has changed over this period, because it's a five years is not that big of a period of time. Mm -hmm. So there's just so much inspiration in your story. I, um, when I think of five years, I always think like, that's one hand, <laughs> that's one hand we're still talking about. And just really thinking about that woman that I used to be, I can remember her like, cause obviously she existed, but I just don't identify with her at all anymore. And I always ask people, you know, who are you? Who do you want to be? What's the difference? Most importantly, what the fuck are you going to do about it? Right? Like, and that's really what it was five years ago. I mean, so many of my listeners, so many of my followers, they think I call bullshit sometimes like, because they're like, no way. But I really was this person that was just super enabled. Who knows what the story was, but I don't know. I have a feeling it's because I'm seven years younger than anybody in my entire family. Like, you know, I was that baby that like didn't even touch the ground. <laughs> I think that like kind of, you know, plays on it. I remember my husband one time we found old VHSs and we found a, a player. So we we're like watching these videos from when I was little. And my husband was like, oh, is this, is this your birthday? And I was like, no, it's a Tuesday. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? There's people filming me and taking like baby snaps, you know, Polaroids and I'm throwing my bottle and someone's picking it up. I'm literally wearing star shaped sunglasses. I love right? So it. I think as like a baby, I just kind of, and it, nobody meant to, you know, enable me or make things like the story, but I don't know. I feel like for some reason I had this terrible looping idea that just never left where I thought something outside of me was going to take care of me. I thought something outside of me was going to be the source of my success or my happiness. And five years ago, for some reason, again, it's just these bullshit stories, these lies that we tell ourselves. I thought my husband was going to make us really successful. I mean, I've been in sales for a really long time. I was at 22 years old. I was one of four women in the world, the youngest in the entire world to become the regional manager for Jim Beam Brands. So at 22 years old, I was climbing the corporate ladder. You know, all my girlfriends are backpacking through Europe and there I am in boardroom meetings, like climbing the ladder. I had a baby at 22 years old. You know, I grew up really fast and I just remember not being happy there. My husband and I, we, we took a big jump and we got into real estate. We learned everything about real estate. And then, you know, I started, I had my second child at that point. And I really thought I want to be this at home mom, because when I was had the first baby, I never even saw him. I never saw him because in the wine and spirits industry, when are people celebrating most nights, weekends, holidays, right? Like that's where I was with everybody. I never saw my son. So I took time to really just be present. And I remember I sucked at it. <laughs> I remember having my little redheaded baby, just looking at him every day, thinking how cute it was. And I just couldn't sit still because my mind was so used to having meetings before the meetings, before the big meetings in corporate world and delegating and going to this event and flying to Miami, then Kentucky and then New York. And I just remember I, I couldn't sit still. And so I finally learned to be present. I finally learned to just sit still. And part of me kind of got lost in that. I kind of got lost in like going from super masculine and getting shit done and go, go, go to like, oh, I'm just going to frolic and be at peace. Yeah. And, you know, That's so I kind of like, right. So I was like really lost in it. And then when that story kind of was happening and I was kind of like this damsel, you know, frolicking her tiara, like that's where I was in my mind. I said, my prince will take care of me. This will take care of me. That will take care of me. And, um, it didn't, <laughs> he didn't my, my husband, I never get upset at him. I never in the history of ever talk shit about this, but basically my husband decided to make a decision in real estate that he thought was going to lead to a really big reward. Sometimes big risk equal big rewards. Sometimes they equal really big failures. Mm -hmm. And five years ago, he took a risk and I kind of just like, sure, go ahead, honey. Like not even knowing a ton about it. And it ended up leading to us going to a bankruptcy. Now, technically it was his bankruptcy because I, I still had my credit and things were under his name, but at the same time, what's his is mine, right? Mm -hmm. All of a sudden I found ourselves with two children and literally like $200 combined. Like we had $200 and honestly, it wasn't even in my bank account. And I just, you couldn't imagine what that did, right? Like we, we hid it from everyone because we were ashamed 
our marriage, we were fighting. I gained like 75 pounds in one year. (laughs) I just remember being in my bathrobe for like three weeks. I had like coffee stains and like probably like snot on the rag from crying so much. Like, and I remember I was looking, gosh, you know, on food stamps, getting help from the government to send our kids to, to daycare. Cause we were having trouble finding jobs. It was crazy. Like he, master's degrees, college degrees, big executive positions before this. Like we just couldn't. And I remember I went to go wash my hands and I was looking in the mirror and I, I had my glasses on because I've been crying for weeks. I had Beetlejuice hair like out to here. I remember just like, oh my God, my poor husband, he's looking at us, right? And I looked in the mirror and you hear a lot of people say this. If you listen to the autobiographies of people that you follow, that mentor you, that are really successful, they honestly almost all say this. It was just a moment and it's not cliche. It really does happen where it just becomes a moment where you say, fuck it. And you decide. It's literally a split second where you decide to change and to commit. And the word commit, I think people dabble and they frolic and wobble a lot on that word. Commit is like jumping out of an airplane. When you jump out of an airplane, you can't be like, I changed my mind, right? Like, no, like I just remember in that moment, I was like, no, like, Cynthia, you got so sucked in to this idea of like relaxing and and waiting for things to happen. And yes, I do think that we are supported, but you also have to take aligned action to get aligned results. It's important to love your femininity and to be supported, but at the same time to to be the CEO of your life and to, to be the boss. And hence, in that moment is when I discovered Inner Feminine Beast, my brand, where it is the feminine, the intuitive the, the ability to be supported, the ability to follow the guidance, but at the same time, to take courageous action all the time. In that moment, I remember being like, Cynthia, you have so much value to give the world and you're playing small and this is not happening to you. Wake the fuck up. You are not a damsel in distress. Nothing's happening to you. It is all for you, by you. In fact, like it is you. And the woman that you see in this mirror right now is who you were. It's not who you are. All your past thoughts, feelings, and actions got you here. But right here, right now, I don't identify as you. And I'm going to change that. And it was literally in that split moment that I decided I'm good at sales. I love sales. What am I doing? (laughs) Sales is the most beautiful thing in the world because when you can sell, you won't only just survive, you will thrive. It's uncapped earning potential. And every time you make a sale, as long as you truly believe in what you offer, my goodness, I look at sales as like, the most sexy spiritual thing in the world that it really truly is the start of someone's success. And so I honestly, in that moment said, I'm going to be the best fucking saleswoman in the world. And in some ways I kind of have become that. <laughs> you <laughs> you know? really are. I feel like you really are. And like, just to give people an, an idea of what has happened since then. I mean, you have been behind the scenes supporting and driving sales for seven, eight, even like nine figure business owners, right? Like yeah. it's, it, you've been like the secret weapon to so many of the biggest names that people would recognize. Yeah. And I mean, it's so interesting because people have always asked me like, where'd you learn to sell? Where'd you learn to sell? And like, I'm not fucking kidding you, but like, I've never been taught how to sell. Like sales is who I am. Sales literally is who I be. And it's just what comes naturally to me. And a lot of your listeners I know are much further along in their journey, or if you're not, that's totally okay. But we can at least remember, or this is where we're at now. We're like, what is the thing that's going to make us a seven-figure company? What is that thing that is really our gift to the world? We don't know what it is because it comes so natural to us. Mm-hmm. Like I remember everybody's like, how do you sell like that? How do you sell like that? And I'm like, what? Like, I was like, I opened my mouth. Like, what are you talking about? I just opened my mouth. And then I was like, wow, like. I didn't realize I take for granted that this is my unique gift. If you can take that thing that comes so natural to you, you know what it is. Cause people are like, how do you, how do you like, what, who wants to learn this? It's so easy. It's not. If you can literally simplify and almost put in two steps, but also make sure that you can customize it. So it supports everybody, not just like half the population that comes to you. Right. There is your seven multiple seven, eight figure company. Like mm-hmm. that's it. So for me, it was sales. Yeah. It was sales. Yeah. And I think that it, you you are so naturally good at it and like just the way that you flow and are able to 
in such a nonchalant way, seed in the different things that you're doing. Like even the other day when we were voice messaging back and forth and you started talking about IFB manifest, I was like, the way that she's just talking about it right now, naturally in conversation is selling the experience. And mm. I would love to just kind of break down like some of these common denominators that are naturally a part of how you're selling and why you've become so successful so quickly, because not only have you supported so many other business owners um, working in their businesses, but you yourself have created a multiple seven figure business as a educator, as a mentor, as a coach, and as a course creator. And so it's not just you creating your own coaching business, but you've like, you have validated the processes and the strategies and like the energy that you bring into your sales process in a way that like it's undeniable and I think that and would love for you to just speak on a couple of these things that I can point out immediately and if there's anything that I miss um, feel free to share this as well but like one of the biggest things is that when you talk you're so passionate you are so passionate about what it is that you're offering, what it is that you're talking about. And I remember at your event in Orlando, you shared your journey of at Jim Bean starting out and getting the like bottom of the barrel, worst bars, divey bars that like do not want any of the top tier alcohols. And your story of selling that the customization, creating the relationships, like those are the three things that I think you're incredible at that I feel have allowed for you to grow so quickly that come naturally to you. And I think that for a lot of people, we're trying to like point to this, oh, if I do this strategy and engage in this way, then that's going to make me a million dollars. But there's so much humanness in your sales process that feels so inviting and like warm and just good to be around where it doesn't feel like you're being sold to. It feels like you truly are so excited to open the doors for someone else's journey to begin. And so I would love to kind of talk about those, those key pieces of passion behind what it is that you're selling relationships and like building trust. And then also the feeling of intimacy or customization where it feels like the thing even if you're selling a bottle of Jim Bean it feels like the way that you're selling it is custom to that dive bar or if you're selling a spot in your one-to-one -one coaching it's custom to that person so can we talk about those three pieces because I think it's so helpful for people to just wrap their heads around what they can focus on that isn't necessarily like one like do this strategy but instead is more of a holistic way to look at how they relate to people and communicate with people in their businesses. Yeah, I mean, so I, I think a lot of your listeners are going to be having online businesses, right? So how would I tell that story of the bourbon? Like we can start with yeah, that. I would and love how it. that it's such a great story. And bring it online. Yeah. And then kind of how I built my business and how I love to teach doing business. So, um, <laughs> so basically after the bankruptcy, um, what I did was I went back to my Jim Bean job and I went to my boss and I was like, Hey, I'm back. And she was like, Oh my God, hallelujah. Because when I was there as the manager, um, my team was number one in the nation, both years that I was there. And she's like, Oh my God, we love to have you back. Like, absolutely. And I was like, eh, no, mm -mm, no, no, no. I'm not going to be a manager. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, I'm not doing the salary bullshit anymore. Right. I'm not going to teach all these people how to sell right? Because I can sell and I can get commission and nobody wants to see their liquor rep nights, weekends, holidays, because that's when they're busiest, right? So I was like, this is perfect. This is what I want to do. She goes, yeah, but there's a problem. So what's the problem? She goes, there's no sales positions open. So the best thing about being a salesperson is that, you know, a no doesn't mean a no. A no means I need more clarity to say yes, right? Or just not right now. And so I got creative with it. And in almost every position I've ever had, it didn't actually exist. I sold myself into that position, right? But I got creative and I said, okay, here we go. Let's go to every single sales rep and have them send me their shittiest accounts. 
Okay. So there are A counts, B counts, and C accounts. And if you can think of it like A count is the place you just love getting a brunch. It's like waterfront and they have cases and cases and cases that they're ordering all the time because they're so busy. When you're the liquor rep in that place, you earned it. You climbed to the top. Like you get to, you earn that position. So the A's, the B's, the C's, you can imagine the B is not quite that, but still a pop and spot. The C's is like your Applebee's, right? Like I created what was referred to as a D account. So the D account, I got like 150 to 200 accounts in the state of Delaware, by the way, which is like a really small state. And these were every account that people did not want. So you imagine you show up, it opens at 11 a.m. And there I am in my cheetah outfit and hot pink lipstick, right? And my hair done like this. And you walk in and it just reeks of mildew. You feel like you're going through a time machine. You look at the bar and there's no wine in this place, no champagne. There's like two liquor bottles, a vodka and a strong ass whiskey. And there's no, not, nothing even on tap. It's just bottles. You turn, you look, and there's three guys sitting there, Bob, Tim, and Bill. And they all are drinking at 11 a.m. Uh, a Jägermeister shot and a PBR. Yeah, and you're like, hi, everybody. Everyone's staring at you. You can feel like holes going through you. You go up and there is um, Jim. Okay. Jim's like, who the fuck are you? What are you doing here? You're like, hi, I'm Cynthia and I'm your new sales consultant. Now they were called liquor reps, but I said, no, I'm your sales consultant. And what I did not do was be like, Hey, buy this. Right. I went in, I just say, hi, it's so nice to meet you. Look, I'm partnered with you now. And he's like, what are you talking about? We just go through this little machine. We push two buttons every three weeks and we order our two bottles. Like we don't need a rep. And I said, no, 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 we're going to change that because I see so much potential here. It literally was like restaurant impossible, you know, where they come in and take over. Well, that's kind of how I looked at this because if I was at the very bottom, I was like, how am I going to get to the top? The only way that I'm going to really exceed and excel is by having my clients be successful. So I went in there and I said, look, I'm here to help change things up. And they're like, what are you talking about? I said, can I see your, your, your menu? They're like, uh, we don't have a menu. I was like, okay, well, Tim, Bill, Bob, like, what are you guys drinking? They're like, this is what we always drink. You know, this is what I like. And I was like, okay, cool. I said, well, you're going to see a lot more of me. So, you know, get used to it. And they're like, okay, whatever. I come back. And this time I paid attention to what these guys were drinking. And I noticed it was Jägermeister, right? So I was like, okay, but just so you know, I went and I looked at all the people around the market and you are charging significantly less. Like you're at like $3 per shot when everybody else is at like seven. So even if you raise to five, you're still the cheapest in town. So let's look at margins. Like, look how this looks. And we don't want to like, you know, take away from our consumer, but at the same time, let's add some value to them. Look at all these different ways that you can use Jägermeister. By the way, did you know there's chilling machines, there's shot ski, like literally like there's all these fun things that we can do with Jaeger. In fact, let me get you Jaeger Neon. Since you do so much in Jaeger, how about we do like over your pool table, we can do like a bite. Like you'll do that. Yeah. I'll put my own money in to buy that for you. Like, right. And they're like, what? And so then some of the ladies start coming because it's more popping. They want other drinks like Malibu, for instance, Malibu, you can do a shit ton of drinks in Malibu. So the bartenders don't know what to do with it. So I start teaching them and practicing them. Then we actually come up with menus and we're pricing them strategically. Next thing you know, the girls are coming in for the best cheap drinks. The guys are happy because all the girls are there and everyone starts drinking a lot more, which means they're ordering more and more cases. They're excited. They're making money. They're booming. And they're like, oh my God. And every time there's a date night, my husband's like, where are we going, sweetie? Capital Grill? I was like, no, we're going to my pub. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I got to hit him up. I got to show him love. I'm putting my own money into it. My girlfriends are like, hey, girls night, where are we going? I'm like, we are going to the hole in the wall. And they're like, what? I'm like, we're <laughs> going to go. We're going to show him love. Okay. So now they're doing really well. They're like booming. They're like, oh my God, like we have signage. We've been in business for three decades and we have like people like hanging out and they're ordering more and more and more and different varieties and all of it's mine because the other people in the industry, my competition doesn't even come to their place. Right. Mm -hmm. So then what happens is, you know, every time I come now I'm bringing hats for the guys. Hey, Bill drinks on me today, man. Like, good to see you. Blah, blah, blah. Well, then what happens is it's Mardi Gras and they put on a big party because I helped them put it all together. And they call me at midnight, Cynthia, I'm so sorry, but look, it's a good problem. We're so successful. Like I ran out of product. This is our most busy night. Like, what, what do I do? And I said, don't worry. Don't worry, Jim. I got you. And there I am, you know, bringing more beads to everybody. And at the same time, I'm bringing them more and more products, being there for them. And then I remember one day, my boss, 
by the way, who had a divorce and two heart attacks in this position, <laughs> she was freaking out. She's like, oh my God, I'm going to be fired. I'm going to be fired. And I remember that feeling because if you get in trouble, that means your whole team gets in trouble. Yeah. And so I said, what's wrong? What's wrong? She's like, I, I, you can't help me. I said, what do you mean? She goes, I have to go sell four cases of this $300 bottle of bourbon. Like who's going to buy that in the next 15 minutes? Like we're screwed. I didn't make quota and I have no plan. I said, I got you. She's like, D accounts, really? I said, yeah, watch. And right in front of her and the entire company, I pull out my phone. Hey, Jim. Yeah, Cynthia, what's up, man? Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. I am, hey, real quick. Do you remember how I kind of helped you make your business like really boom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you're doing great. We'll get to that in a second. Hold on. Okay, yeah. And then um, how are you doing all your chachi stuff? You're good? You got it all still? Okay, great. Cool. Um, do you remember how I showed up at midnight that one night? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm so happy to do those things, but really quick, I have a little favor to ask. Would you mind buying this bottle of bourbon? And he's like, how much is it? $300. Do you not trust me that we'll do something fun with this? Actually, Cynthia, I do trust you. Sure. Send it to me. In fact, give me a case. Thanks, man. Call Rob. Call Bill. It's old. You're welcome. And who gets the commission on all of it too, right? Why did they say yes? Why did they say yes? And the most important thing to take away from here is because I earned their trust. It does not matter if you are selling something that is $50 or something that is $50,000 plus, which I sell. The only way to earn money is to earn trust. So many of us show up with that $300 bottle of bourbon, walk right into somebody and say, hi, you don't know me. Boom, buy this. Mm -hmm. That's not how it fucking works, right? They're gonna be like, fuck you, leave. And then you're gonna be like, it does not work. No, it takes time. It takes building relationships. It takes putting in your own energy, your own like skin in the game, like being a real authentic person, a fun person who shows that you care. That is how you earn money. And then what happened was I started, you know, being the top in the sales by the way, I was number one in the nation for Jägermeister and Malibu. Oh. <laughs> I beat all the beach clubs. Okay. You know why? Because my people loved Jaeger and Malibu. Like I, I, you can say, oh, the world's against me. I have D accounts. I have the worst account. No money comes from people. If you want to earn trust or earn money, you earn trust and you do that through people. So I decided, you know, like I'm going to go all in and I did. But what happens is when you're really good at sales, you basically don't work very much. Because you have a pipeline. You can just call people like that. Mm -hmm. You have to get to a certain point. So then that's when I discovered the online world. And I decided I wanted to do it online. Really quick. I didn't know what I was doing. Found a coach. Coach had a competition. I went and I went for it. Uh, I won. Had a VIP day with her. And in that moment, I realized I was supposed to be her salesperson. I was like, oh my God. I saw so much potential. Literally in my eyes, she's like the female Grant Cardone just waiting to happen. She, she jokes around. She goes, nope. She's like, I'm not hiring you. You're a client. That's weird. Second of all, it's not on the budget. And again, I sold myself into a position that wasn't even there. When I got online, I knew how to do this, even though I've never sent a DM in my life, because being very intuitive, again, I had that whole goddessy phase, went to the College of Metaphysical Studies, meditate every single day. I understand intuition and how to connect with people energetically. But at the same time, I know how to sell. I put them two together. In my very first month of working for this new company, I did 106, excuse me, $670,000 in sales wow. for a program that was $450 a month. All right. We took off. Next thing you know, I am coaching seven, eight figure uh, people. I'm learning all the things, what works, what doesn't work. And then one day I get fired. I have no idea what happened. Blindsided, pissed. I was completely fired. So then when I started my company, I couldn't even teach sales because I had non-compete. So I went and taught the intuitive side of it. I, I taught the fact that it's not just about being the CEO of a business, it's about being the CEO of your life. It's not just what you do that matters. The strategy, the system, sure, but it's who you are when you do it. And so in my company, it became a six-figure company in less than four months, multiple six-figure companies, six months. People always ask me, how do I do it? To be honest, this is exactly how I did it. Number one, I started literally in my energy, in my mind, in the way that I approached everything as a multiple seven figure woman from day mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't say like, okay, when I'm confident, I'll do the thing. I was like, I'm going to do the thing. And that's how I become confident. 
And then I really paid attention to the idea of like, where does money come from? Money comes from people. So I, I, it really irks me. It really bothers me when I see a lot of people who are very, you know, into marketing. Um, you know, it's funny. I, marketing is super important, right? Marketing is there to generate leads. But what's the whole point of generating leads is to convert. Okay. So I notice every time I've been in a sales position, I've always got like butt heads with people who are marketing. I went to school for marketing, but I just feel like it's not about just generating any leads. And it's not just about looking at people like their leads. The, the leads are people. They're real people. And I think we forget that. So many times people are advertising, I got this much money without DMing anyone. I got this much money without having a conversation or a sales call. I got this. Like, and I'm just like, so you're telling me you're living a whole business that's just hiding behind a screen? Anything that is based off an illusion is going to crumble and fall. Mm -hmm. When you just look at leads, when you just say, I make all this money and I don't even know who my clients are or where they're at, good luck. For me, when people say, how did you create multiple six figures in less than six months? It's because I went directly to people. I learned about them. I saw, where are you at? Where do you want to be? And I thought, how can I get them there? I look at sales like it's of service. Like it truly is being a solution. Like I think it is the most spiritual thing in the world because every time I make a sale, I'm living my God-given gift, helping somebody else. And there's nothing more beautiful than that. So when you say I talk about my offers, like I see manifest, it's not because I'm, I think of it like I'm selling. I'm thinking I'm doing you a disservice if I don't invite you to come to this. Mm -hmm. This is the best party in the fucking world going on. I'm going to be a rude girl if I don't invite you. I'm not sitting here pitching. I'm not here to attack you. I'm here to attract you because I love what I do and I know who I am and I know what results I get. Yeah. Come be part of it. That's how I look at it. Mm -hmm. And I talk to you directly. And so it's really cool because, um, yeah, I've worked with several multiple sum figure women and right away people are like, how did you get clients like that? I'm like, you literally like I DM them. Like I was like, hi. And I voice messaged them. Marina Simone is a good friend of mine. You got to meet in Orlando. She just invited me to an event where I can't believe this. This is my first year speaking and I'm a keynote speaker with Shalene Johnson, <laughs> like me and her on stage, like we're the, the keynote speakers. Um, and she introduced me when I came on stage, she goes, this woman can sell like nobody else I ever met. In fact, I helped her to add six figures to her recurring, monthly recurring after eight sessions, right? And she says, you know why this woman's amazing? Because she fucking voice messages. She sees people for who they are. And that's what I taught her team to do. And that's how she got to that level. And so, yeah, I believe in connection. I believe in the power of proximity. I believe in providing value through just seeing people for who they are and, and, and constantly talking about how you can serve and be a solution. Like, that's it. That's it. And that's what I'm about. And that's how I got here. And that's what I'm going to keep doing because that is the core foundations of business. It's providing value and being of service. That's it. It's that's, you can add the new fad. You can add the new live launch thing. You can add the new stories that sell. You can add the reels, but honestly, it's always about people. That's what business is about. I just fucking love your story. Every time I hear it, I'm like on the edge of my seat. And I feel like it's just so cool to hear how once you made that decision, it was like, it wasn't necessarily boom, 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 as if it happened overnight. I know that it took time and that you pour into your craft, you pour into your people, but it's really cool to see momentum build. And yeah, five years is not that long of a period of time. And so I think that it's just so inspiring for people to hear and anybody here that has any questions that's here with us live, feel free to drop them in the chat. But I think the thing that stands out to me the most too that I feel like everyone needs to take away from this conversation is that the reason why you were able to attract these high level successful entrepreneurs and leaders into your world without having a massive social social following without having like this whole Rolodex of like here's all the people that I've worked with in the past but like from the get-go being able to stand out in that way is that you aren't approaching it like every other person on the internet is approaching it because there's so many people. And I think that this is one of the downsides of the pandemic is that so many people got into this habit of, oh, I can just post on my Instagram stories, including myself for a while. Mm -hmm. I can just post on my Instagram stories and I'll sit back and people will come. And it's this mm -hmm. like kind of like entitled approach of like, they're just going to come. And I think that the problem with that, especially for people that are starting out now, is that there's a lot of people who are making multiple seven, eight figures in business who have been doing this for years and years and years who were set up before the pandemic to really take off. 
that now are teaching other people that all you need to do is post on your Instagram stories. And I'm like, wait a second, but like, I only have 20 followers or I only have a thousand followers. And why is it not working at the same level that it is for you? And I think that there are certain things that I've pulled away from our time together that I've started implementing that have already made a massive difference. Um, one of, one of which is the really like focusing on the relationship building, regardless of what level I'm inviting people in into. If people have questions about a $99 offer, DM me. I want it I want it to be a good fit for you because I know that if you're spending even $99 investing in a program with me, if it's not a good fit, then you're not going to want to continue in other ways. And so I, the integrity piece that you have is so big and I think that that's something that a lot of people don't do at this point. And then also the in-person aspect and I think that that's really special and even um, I see in the chat, I would love to hear her advice about hosting your first in-person event and any must-dos. Even when I did my first meetup earlier this year, so many of the women there reflected back to me. I love that you put this on. I don't think that I would be able to ever do something like this, but I love being able to attend something like this. And so the truth is not a lot of people are willing to go first and lead in that way and really like establish that authority of, you know what, I'm going to be the connector. I'm going to be the person that gathers all of these incredible people together. And it does make you stand out and stand apart because not everyone is going that extra mile. And so I would love to just divert to the question in the chat around hosting in-person events, especially your first event, what someone should think about to be able to build that trust quickly, connect with their people, and also leverage it as an opportunity for people to not just be at the event, but want to continue working with someone in a, a bigger capacity, maybe like a higher ticket or more one-to-one -one level. Yeah. Um, I, I love this. Again, no one has ever taught me how to do in-person events, but I think, you know, I just love a damn good fucking party. You know what I mean? So like, that's how I look at it. I'm like, I'm just putting on a party. That'll be fun. And here's the thing. I'm just going to put this out here really, really quick. Cause this is so important because I hear this a lot. A lot of times people are like, I will absolutely not do an in-person event. Um, even going to someone else's in-person event is very hard because, you know, I'm, I'm really an introvert. I'm an introvert. And for me, I always say like, why would you ever label yourself that way? Mm. Like whenever you, you judge, you label you're really just losing your power. Like whatever you say is so. I'm very into metaphysics. I'm very into energetics. It's definitely 100% a huge reason why I have success in sales. It is, it's all spiritual. It's all energetics. And so I want to let you know, I get nervous every time too. Why? Because you're doing things that other people aren't willing to do. And that's why you're going to live a life that other people don't get to live. Every single day I go to bed. If I'm like, I didn't do anything that kind of scared me a little bit. Like, I feel like I wasted my life. I want to wake up every day feeling excited and going to bed proud. How do you go bed proud? Cause you did something courageous. Mm -hmm. So I just want to let you know, yes, I get terrified every single time I do this, but when it comes to in-person events, I'm so happy that you asked about this. Um, I just counted actually, I've had six in-person events in the last 14 months. Amazing. And the last one you came to 38 women came, um, in Orlando, Florida, we had six, seven, eight figure women in the building. As far as Germany come and join us, Sammy Wonder came. Um, I put that on completely by myself, 100%. Nobody helped me, right? We had rooftop parties. We had um, breakfast and lunch. We had guest speakers. Um, we had a swag shop. Like, <laughs> And let me hard. just say also like four weeks before it was. Oh yeah. And I just, I announced it three weeks before because I, I thought of it four weeks before. Yeah. 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 So you and I met at our friend Leanne's event. I'm actually, I'm leaving right after this interview to go see Leanne in West Palm um, at the Rich Queen event. That's where we met. And I was like, dude, this is so fun. I, you know, it's been a minute since I've had one. Let me put on an event too. And then that's where I did. So um, it's, we make it problems into problems that aren't even problems when it comes to in-person events. And this is what I will say. These are the few things that are our advice. Number one, it doesn't matter how many people come. Okay. For the people that do come, just make it awesome from them. Like that's, don't get caught up in the numbers. 
Your goal when it comes to an in-person event, it's not make money on the tickets. Yes. Now I've gotten to the point where I'm really good at this. I make money on the tickets, right? Like, but if you can break even, that's great. And even if you don't, that's fine because it's really important that when you go to this, that you do have some kind of offer because when people come and they experience you and they plug into your power, they're be like, this is awesome. I want more. And don't think that you're pitching. Oh gosh, here comes the part where I have to tell them about the next step. No, it's like, you guys, isn't this the best time? I want to invite you to continue doing this. Like, let's not have the party stop now, right? Continue, like be a hostess with the Moses, like give them more, serve them, like help them out. So go into it with an idea of what's going to be next for them. Cause they're going to want more. They're going to want more. This is the biggest thing about hosting your first in-person event. It's all a mental game. It's all a mental game. Like you can set up, it's setting up, like I literally have a checklist that I go to and I walk my clients through and like, do this, do this, you'll be fine. So getting the venue set up, budgeting everything, that's easy. Um, forecasting how it's going to be sure. Having your speech ready to go, having the events ready, like that can be done in a day with me, right? We can just get that done. The thing to know is that not everybody's like you and I, where we're like, oh, that event's five months from now. Like I'm in, right? This is what always happens. I'm not kidding you every single time. The last meetup that I had on Monday, 15 people said that they were going. My event was on Thursday. Okay. By Thursday, 47 people came. Crazy. Mental fuck, right? Mental fuck. <laughs> only if you allow it to be. And if only 15 people came, it would have been amazing. My first big event ever, I had 20 women come. Actually, five years ago. <laughs> Five years ago is the first time I had an in-person anything and not one person came. I will tell you that. And I remember when it happened, I wanted to cry and stop my feet. And I started laughing and said, and I said, welcome to initiation. Like, but of course. Mm -hmm. So anyway, three years later after that happened, um, I had my first in-person event and there was eight figure women in the world. I remember just crying and I said, y'all are making my dreams come true. And everybody said the best part of it was that was so intimate. You know, I thought I have a big ballroom I have to fill up. No, everyone loved it. So I make it about the people. After that first event, because I had an offer to extend after, it was $160,000 in sales that we made from that event, not including the tickets. But why? Everybody says, I never sold. I never sold. I literally had a QR code like this one where I'm like, here, if you want more, I invited them. If you want more, it's not about pitching. Take that out of the equation. It's not about putting on this big extravagant presentation. It's about creating an experience that ultimately earns trust. When you're in person, there's no other way. When you can like high five somebody, when you can hug somebody, when you can like listen to them and look into their eyes and hold it in their hands, like you, you earn trust to a next level. And again, where does money come from? It comes from people. How do you earn money? You earn trust. So when you bring people, it, it creates this amazing pipeline and this amazing experience. Like that's what it's all about is the experience. Um, and when you're in person, you're not hiding behind a camera. You're not filtering yourself at all. You're not, you know, having your team act like you, you are you. So you're being completely authentic. You're being absolutely transparent. Like people are get to witness you for who you are. And I'll tell you what, for those coaches that are listening, people are not buying your shit because of your worksheets. They don't give a damn what time your calls are, right? And if they're asking that, that's not your person, okay? Mm -hmm. What they want is you. And the best thing is when you can be in person. That's why my favorite thing in the world to do is host VIP days. I love VIP days. There's nothing better than that. I love in person. Our, our friend Carrie Ford, who I introduced you to, um, she's having an event. Like y'all need to go check this out. It's gonna be in Atlanta next month. And I'm already inviting everybody to come. Like I'm so excited about it because nothing makes me happier than being in person. And like you said, in a world where for a long time we were cut off um, from, you know, even how we're doing this right now, it's beautiful that we can connect this little box for free, but there's something different about being in person. Mm -hmm. So the thing about it again is make sure it's the experience. Do not focus on numbers. These are not numbers. These are your people. Um, don't think of it as pitching, take that out of your vocabulary. You're not pitching. You're inviting. In fact, you're doing them a disservice. If you don't, they want more. That's why they're here. That's why they flew. That's why they traveled because they want more, give them more, give them what they want. And really just don't let like the, the numbers get in the way, just focus on your people and be an experience, be yourself, be yourself. I kick off my heels halfway through, usually in my flip-flops, right? I'm like, crap, we're going to skip this part of the everything. I don't feel like talking about that right now. Like, and then I just, I open up the conversation. 
I don't put myself on a pedestal. Every time I have a, a an event, I never get on stage. There's no point in that. And by the way, I'm six feet tall. So that makes it like really extra awkward, right? <laughs> I, I'm like, Ava, what do you have to say about this? Mm-hmm. Shamina, what do you have to say, right? Marina, what do you want to talk about, right? Like, I, and I open up the conversation. Um, yeah, it's, it's just about bringing people together. Mm-hmm. When you are seen as a people connector, it creates so much authority and authority leads to validation. When there's a lot of validation of something, that's what creates demand. Demand equals sales, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean- even coming because I came back from Orlando and had a Halloween party that night. I flew back and ha- and hosted a Halloween party at my right. house. And it was so fun because I had so many different groups of friends coming in that all were from different industries, but all there were certain ways in which they would all find support or be like beneficially connected. And it was just mm-hmm. so much fun taking that energy of the event and just coming back into my own party that was like not even business related and pulling different people and saying, you have to meet this person and you have to meet this person and the relationships that formed from just simply a party that I was throwing at my house. And then to then take that into the meetup that I did in January and then the event last weekend, um, you know, something that came up that I think is um, a hesitation for a lot of people or a block for a lot of people is also thinking about events being financially um Uh, just a a financial responsibility. And one of the things that I loved about the event that you put on in um, Orlando, I think you said it was like under $10,000 altogether. And it led to you opening up for people to work with you one-to-one, your your long program, VIP days. You had a VIP day the day before. And so, and like even the event that we did last weekend, I think when all is said and done, we probably spent $2,000 on it. And it was beautiful. Mm -hmm beautiful. We had a videographer there, a photographer there. And so I think that a lot of people think that to put on an event, it's got to cost a lot of money. I mean, even the meetup that I did in January, I walked into the South Congress Mm -hmm. hotel lobby. I was like, this is beautiful. I'm not renting this all out though. So let me just have a quick conversation with the bartender, get to know him, establish a relationship with the bartender and let him know it'll be a weeknight when they're probably slow and they're going to want customers in there anyways. So we got the space totally for free. And so I think that we can get in our heads with some of the the, I think just like the things that we have to take care of in order to create these events, but you can execute on a really high level and not be financially responsible for tens of thousands of dollars to put something. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, first of all, first and foremost, this is important. If you're going to be a seven figure company, if that is your goal, it, there's a cost of doing business. Like yeah. you don't, we are like the most spoiled people in the world because for free, we use this little box that fits in our back pocket and we take that for granted. But like, come on, like in order to receive, you do have to give, you give in order to receive. Now there's a strategy behind it so that you know that it's profit producing, but like, yeah, you do have to put yourself out there, but I'm with you. Like, how do we budget this and have it make sense? And, and at the same time, you did exactly how it works. It's a win, win, win. Anytime you come up with a win-win-win, it's always going to work. How does the establishment benefit? How do our people attending benefit? How do I benefit? Not just me, me, me. All that's expensive. Like you have to look at it. And again, you're going to go into it with an offer, right? So when I started doing meetups, um, I remember the very first time that I did a meetup. Um, I was kind of pissed because I was like, damn, I didn't figure out how to do tickets right and blah, blah, blah. And it ended up costing me $800. It was awesome. It was rooftop sushi. Um, it was cocktails, downtown Jacksonville, Florida. It was really cool. About 20 women came the first time. Each time it goes up and up and up. Um, but I was like, man, this costs me money. Like, gosh, one thing to do when you have in-person events is make sure, make sure the number one thing you want to do is obviously create an experience and all that. But from a business standpoint is make sure you're capturing marketing. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're getting people having a, not you talking the whole time. Nobody gives a shit about you. Okay. <laughs> you can, I can tell you how great I am all the time. It's other people saying how great they are, how much fun they're having capture that. That's really essential because that's what people see. And they're like, man, I missed out every single time my event happens. People are like, oh, that looked like the best time ever. Like I'm coming to the next one and they do. So that's a big part of it. But It's um, after that event, because I had an offer, it was a $36,000 event. Would you pay $800 to make $36,000? Absolutely. But again, I have to remind you, it's not, I just made $36,000. 
it's, I have new people in my world who I'm going to serve like crazy and I'm going to change their fucking lives, Mm -hmm. right? I'm going to serve them. They're going to make money. Like this is the ripple effect. But again, there's a cost of doing business. So it's like, huh. But eventually we got it down where, yeah, my meetups are anywhere between 1500 to 2000 and the tickets cover that plus more. So I look at it like, okay, I want to go party with my people for two hours and get paid to do it. And then of course, I'm going to invite people to come later on. And when you are the hostess with the Moses, this is the most important thing is that make sure people have a reason to come back. So I go in and I study all of my guests before I get there. Yeah, they might've found me through hearsay or their friends coming and I don't know, but I find out who they are, what their business is, what they're looking to get from this. And I make sure they leave getting what they want. I make sure that they connect and everybody that leaves with business. I found my photographer who you met, Tori, right? She came and did my event. I met her at one of my meetups and I use her services. I have a masseuse that comes to my house, right? Met her at my event. My makeup artist met her at my event. Like, so I'm doing business, leading by example. I'm introducing everybody and I'm making sure when I get there, connect these people with this people. She needs to meet her and she needs to meet her. And again, because I'm helping them to get business. What does it do? People want to send business back to me. It's all about people and connecting and earning trust. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the win, 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 it is going to cost money, but if you're smart and have a strategy behind it, you will break money and have an offer where you're very confident and in inviting a special way to do it, where you're going to make sales in the back end. And at the same time, it's like, you can, the more you do this, the more people are like, I see you do this, please host it at my place, host it at my place. Like, it's really weird. I never expected this. It still feels weird saying out loud, but people are like, why would you have meetups if you have business all over? Um, my, one of my most recent calls, I noticed like I was with my clients and I was like, this is like the most expansive group I've ever had. I was like, everybody, where are you from? Somebody's like Chile. Someone's like, um, uh, where was it? Like Australia, there was Slovenia. I'm like, where is Slovenia, Netherlands, Canada. And I was like, France, I had all these people in one call and I found all of them through this box. Right. So why would I have these meetups in my neighborhood? If I can work with people all over the world? Well, because you automatically have closer trust with people who are your neighbors. There's that community aspect Two, that marketing that you take of in-person, you put that online and that adds authority to what you are doing online. When people see a mic in your hand, when people see you being the host and your content going out because of this, they're like, damn, that takes courage. She must really be confident. She must be the real deal if she's willing to put her skin in the game like that. You know what I'm saying? Like she must be real. So you automatically have authority because of that. And then what happens too is now that you're creating this experience, people start noticing you around town. I could you not, my first speaking, paid speaking, came because people saw me speak in my event. Every time that I'm going live, uh, excuse me, having these live events, I'm wearing a different outfit, holding a microphone. It created my entire speaking reel for my professional speaking. Multiple outfits sometimes too. <laughs> oh yes, girl. I purposely changed my outfit at my own events so that it looks like <laughs> I have more events. outfits. <laughs> yeah, it's very strategic. <laughs> and then, um, you know, at the same time, like it, it was crazy. I went out to lunch with my husband one day and we left and I got a DM from somebody I never connected with before. And she's like, hi, I know you don't know me, but I follow you and I know who you are. I hear your husband left his glasses at the restaurant. I was like, what? Like, next thing you know, Jacksonville, we want an eight page spread for your entrepreneur magazine. I'm like, what? Like wow. all these opportunities came. Why? Because I made it about people. Like I brought people together. There's so much value in that. And when you're seen as that person, your authority goes to the next level. So yes, I have an online business that's very successful, but what makes me unique and what I want the world to start doing and seeing is it's not this or that it's not being all in your feminine, being all in your beasts, right? It's about being both. It's this and that you can have a very successful online business and have a business that's offline. I recommend you have both because your offline business is going to feed your online. Your online is going to feed your offline. Like it's just a no brainer. It's genius. And I don't think enough people are talking about it. And there's one thing to talk about. There's another to actually do it by example. And that's what I'm here for. Like, that's what I'm all about. So yeah, I, I'm like, I was so great. I just really appreciate that. You know, when you came to the event and you gave me your feedback and like, that just like made my heart explode because that what you walked away with and then you went and had your own meetup. You're talking about playing your own in-person event now. Like that's why I do this. Like I just want people to see the value of bringing people together. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Love, love, love that. Yeah. And I think for everybody listening, like, like I was saying earlier, this is how you stand out. Not everyone is going to go the extra mile and take the time 
and the energy to plan something where you're connecting people and bringing people together. I mean, hell, sometimes it's even hard for somebody to just make an email introduction. And so to actually be that person adds so much depth to the relationship, gratitude, and you stay front of mind with people when you are willing to give and not just expect to receive. And so I think that there is this beautiful opportunity right now for everybody listening to just evaluate where in your business can you start to lean in a little bit more to the human to human connection? Where in your business have you maybe even felt a little entitled and like, oh, people should be showing up, people should be coming. And I just posted and why is, why aren't people buying yet? Oh, I'm so well, glad you said that. Yeah, Here, yeah. I, I want to bring something up, okay? Um, Marina, she and I just spent a lot of time together. I just visited her in Fort Lauderdale two weeks ago. So I, I'm going to highlight her quite a bit because it's going to tie into how you and I met as well. Um, she said, now my Marina was a client of mine. That's how we met. Uh, I, I got her friend really crazy results. Her friend went from $200,000 months to $500,000 months, right? So she introduced me to her. We all figured out. So she comes to work with me. We saved friends. And she, when I was, um, when she was my client, she started having million, million views on like her TikToks. Now she has some that have like 12 million, right? And her first one that had a million views, it was my favorite thing ever. She said, she literally is like that. She's like, hey gets her purse. She's like packing up. She's like, Oh, Hey, to the 12 followers who are like always commenting on my stuff. I'm going to the gas station. Do you need anything? Right. Okay. Right. And that's, that was it. That was the TikTok. And the whole point was if you only have 12 followers, but you're not loving on them, how do you expect to have more? This gets into the energetics. I'm a, I'm a big God girl. I'm big into energetics, right? God won't give you anything you can't handle. So you want to have a lot more people, you want a lot more followers, you want a lot more clients, but you can't respect the, the few that are showing up. Only 10 people came to my event. Well, you better love them like crazy. It's about the people. I call that the toilet, the Taylor Swift effect, right? I'm not a huge Taylor Swift fan. I don't know anything about her personal life. I know there's a lot of things going on with football right now, something like that. But what I love about her, I actually met this guy in LA one time at a hotel bar. He, he told me the story because he's friends with her. He's like, the reason she is who she is, is because after every single event, even when it started in nursing homes, think about that, where she is now, nursing homes, right? She met every single fan after. Her people, what are they called, Swifties? Like, they built her. They built her. She is absolutely beautiful. She is very talented. Is she the most beautiful? The most talented? Doesn't matter. She's the most loving, the most giving. Like, like she is the most authentic. Right. And that's her people feel that and they built her. You got to come see her. You got to see she's the nicest. She's kindest. Like that's what really is has left her legacy and has made her an icon. It's people. You yourself are not an icon. It's it's people think you are. Mm -hmm. That's it comes from people. So when you and I first met, and I know we're wrapping up here, but do you remember how we actually met? Via DM. Yes. And then what did I do in the dinner? Yeah. I invited you to dinner. I was like, if we're going to go to this event, why are we all just going to be speakers and not know each other? Like, we should break the ice. We should have fun. Let's like get together. And I invited the other speakers that at the event. I was like, you need to be her. And like, we just had dinner and we talked about business. Yeah. But I, you learned about my family and I learned about you and your boyfriend and learned about your traveling and what your dreams are and all these things. And like, that's not strategic. That's just fun. Right? <laughs> like, that's just fun. But like, we make it hard. You're being a mean girl when you don't invite people. Think about that. You can't sit here. Right. Like, that's what it feels like. No, it's like, just be nice, like be kind, invite people to things, look at your programs. Like it's the best place to be invite. You're not pitching, just invite. Mm -hmm. And how do you do that? It's not just from, Oh, I hope people see the invitation. You got to go and pass them out. That's mm -hmm. it. Like, don't make it harder than it is. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's, that's what I stand for. That's how my whole business has been built. And I honestly, you know, for me, sales, I, I get cry every time I say this, I can't help it, but sales truly has saved my life. It has saved my life. And it's one thing for me to just make sales. It's another for me to be able to teach women how to do it. Like that's where you really have power. And don't think sales is this frustrating, spammy, scammy thing. It only is when people are doing it through automation. They're doing it through hiding behind screens. They're doing it to manipulate. Mm -hmm. It truly is spiritual. It really is sexy. It is all about serving and being a solution. And when you really mean that, people can feel that. Watch your business fucking explode. That's mm -hmm. everything.
Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I think that it's so interesting because uh, like you said, like the automation piece, like I can tell when someone's sending a message that's totally automated. It was so funny. Actually, the, like a couple of weeks ago, like, this is really good, but I can tell. Yeah. 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 This girl, the other other week sent me this message and she was trying to sell to me and she was talking about like her mastermind or something like that, or that she worked with somebody, um, yeah, who, who got, who, um, um, got great results and also does breath work. And I was like, Oh, amazing. So you have this mastermind, like, let's talk about it. Do you talk about nervous system health? Like, and I, and just, and started, um, just like trying to start a conversation with her, no response back. And I was just like, all right, well, that shows me that you don't give a shit about whoever is on the other side. You're just starting a conversation to try and get money from me. And that's just, I'm not about it. But if you come into it and you like actually want to have a conversation with someone cold, cold DMing doesn't have to be some gross thing. If there's like a true authentic and genuine desire to connect with somebody. And I think that for a while, there's like this whole um, part of the online space that's like, oh, cold DMing is gross and it's spammy. And it's like, it doesn't have to be. And so I also just want everybody that's listening to this to know that like DMing somebody, reaching out, inviting somebody into your world. Like I, I can't count the amount of times that someone's name has popped up in my meditation and I've reached out to them and been like, Hey, this is so random, but like, you want to be a part of this and, and like no pressure, but for some reason, like God placed you in my, in my meditation today. And so I'm just reaching out and saying, Hey, how are you? And that person has ended up becoming a client. And so I feel like there's just so much magic in when, as you do so well, blending the energy, blending the spiritual uh, approach, blending heart-led leadership with sales, with strategy in, in doing it differently. Every woman that I teach sales to, I have to teach metaphysics too. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's hand in hand. It literally, again, sales is the most spiritual thing that you can do. It's not just what you do. It's who you are in order to get seven figure results. You have to show up now, even though your bank account don't say, it, even though your physical doesn't say it, you have to be her now it's all energetics. And the thing is, you know, my first six figure launch that I ever had my first year of business, I had 15 people on zoom with me, 15. I, a lot of my clients, the reason they come to me is because they're like, I had 2000 people registered and I sold one person. What happened? You didn't take time to know who any of those people were. You had an audience of truckers. There's nothing against truckers, but we, I'm, I'm, I can guarantee that most of you, your dream client isn't a trucker. So it doesn't matter if you have 2000 truckers there. Do you have the right qualified people there who see the value of working with you, who, you know, who they are, you know, who they are, you know, where they're at, you know, where they want to be. And now this thing that you are going to be teaching is the way to get them there. So they see the value. In fact, they're already listening to your content. They're already bought in before you come so that when you place an offer, they're ready and you invite them. You don't pitch, you invite them. And they're already saying yes. Every time I do a launch, literally the vast majority comes in the first day. Most people are like, gotta wait till day four. But no, we can do this in a one day presentation. We can like, we can do this on the first day because I know my people and I know who's getting there. It's about having the right buyers there. And that's where everybody messes up. Online launches, in-person events. It's not about the day of it. 100% is everything that leads up to it. Like mm-hmm. that's a big thing too. But yeah, it's a, it's a people. Like, don't just say I have these numbers. It's not a numbers game. All right. I'll wrap up with this, but this is funny and this is embarrassing, but I'll be real. I went to school for business. I went to a really good school, same college um, as a president of the United States, whether you like them or not, I'm just saying it's a good school. Right. Um, I mean, I did okay. When I turned 21, that's when my grades started slipping a little bit, as you can imagine. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then, um, uh, but there's one class that I had to take three times. I failed. (laughs) I got a D. Uh, which you can't get when this is your major. Uh, Statistics. You know why? I think it's because I don't believe in statistics. Like I always say, fuck statistics. Like I believe in people. I believe in magic and miracles. I don't look at people like their numbers. I just can't. And perhaps because I'm the outlier is why I don't understand this, right? Bell curves. No. How do you have six week launch of 15 people? Statistically speaking, that doesn't make sense because there's a 2%. No, don't make it about numbers. Money doesn't come from numbers. Money comes from people. Make it about people. Your your life will change straight Mm -hmm. up.
So good. Okay, Cynthia, I know you have a lot going on as far as ways that people can work with you, but also a lot going on just today in general. So to wrap things up, first and foremost, thank you so much for the value that you just brought to this conversation. I'm lit up. I feel on fire. So what do you have going on that would be a great next step for somebody who's interested in exploring working with you? And then also how can we follow you, find you, stalk you, be obsessed with you? (laughs) Just be Um, in Thank you, Kristen. Thank you, Delaney here in the chat, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of different ways, but I think the number one way would to go check out the podcast inner feminine beast is the name of my podcast. Um, there you're going to find a huge mix. So as much as I love talking sales, I love talking metaphysics. Now, some women come to me to learn sales, but just so you know, you're going to get the metaphysical side. Again, everybody that comes and works with me in the IFB Sales Academy, this is honestly for women who are at six, multiple six, ready to get to that seven figures and beyond. Everything I can possibly give you is in that program, but at the same time, you get access to all of my metaphysical programs. If you're looking just for manifestation, or you're looking for that confidence to get up and start moving first, if you're looking to really master mindset, meditation, metaphysics, manifestation, I feel manifest is that program. So um, I can always put those out here for you. But if you'd love to learn more about me and my community, I think that would be my Facebook group. I'm big on Facebook. I know you do a lot of Instagram. I'm I'm heading that way. (laughs) But guys, I have less than 2000 followers on Instagram. So if we can change that today, that'd be awesome. Actually, I just hit 2000 after my last speaking event. But yeah, so at Cynthia Stant is all my socials. But my Facebook group, I have a masterclass actually happening as you're listening live. Um, happening this Tuesday coming up, which was February 13th. And it's all about meditation. Meditation helps you to get rid of the bullshit stories. It helps you to drop the problems that you're making problems that aren't problems. It literally, if I can teach you anything, it is sales. I do love that. But meditation is going to up your game. Totally. So I have a free masterclass um, happening in my Facebook group, which is called Manifesting Success with Cynthia Stant. And I'll make sure you get all the links and everything. So yeah. Interphone Abuse podcast at Cynthia Stant on all social media. Thank you for the reviews and the likes and the follows and all that. And then my Facebook group again, which is uh, Manifesting Success with Cynthia Stant for the free masterclass happening on Tuesday. So good. Thank you all so much for being here live with us for the questions. Cynthia, you are just such a rock star. I'm so grateful that- I adore you, mama. You're killing it. I'm so honored to have you as my friend and just somebody that I I can text and call when I need. And like, I'm here to connect you, to like support you. I have like a hundred people I want to get on the show, like, and you deserve to be on there. So thank you for being guests on my show. Um, I'm really happy that we have this together. I'm here for you. Me too. too. All right, everyone have an amazing rest of your week and we'll see you next time on Icons with Ava Johanna. 